Is this a metal thing? Yes. Hello and welcome to Horror Movie Talk Plus. That's right, folks. We've transcended genre boundaries and sometimes cover other movies. Uh, Science has shown that genre is a spectrum and we aim to explore the full rainbow. So make sure you rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. Full video available on YouTube. Don't be a square. Make sure to share. Also check out patreon.com slash horrormovietalk. That's the equivalent of the adult section in your video rental store where you can see all the things that your parents don't want you to see. Uh, If you want to add your pee to the community pool, go to horrormovietalk.com or call 682-253-4468 and leave us a voicemail and you can talk to us directly. We might play your voice on a future episode. Uh, as always, we have Fart Simpson crammed into the production booth, and I'm Bryce, and across from me sits Island Boy David Day and special guest, comedian, writer, and co-host of Crooked Media's Ruined Podcast, Hallie Kiefer. Oh, hi. Everyone, welcome Hallie Kiefer. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Just play okay. that for 45 minutes. I would, right. I would love that. <laughs> We're big on the neck action here, you know? We're just... Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, neck up that's dancing. All, that's all I do. It's all above the shoulders mm-hmm. dancing. Mm-hmm. That's what the internet has given us. That's what podcast has given us. Upper body yeah. dancing. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so, Ruin Podcast, how long has Ruin been going on, Hallie? You know, God, we try, We formally launched in, I think it was uh, uh, summer 2020 during the pandemic, but... Uh, my co-host Allison Livy and I had been working on it, honestly, two years, but like, I don't know, it's like everyone has three jobs. So it was like every, you know, it was like, okay, try to do it. Then we recorded some episodes ourselves. They sounded horrible. So then it's like, well, shit, you know, and so we started working with um, a friend, uh, producer Sam, who helped us. And then eventually we, um, and this was, it, it was so recently, I was probably like 2018, we started talking to the production company that still does it, um, which is Irony Point. And which is like it's interesting how how quickly the podcast industry has changed because um, when we were pitching it to them, I don't know. Like I, 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 it's so weird. I don't even know what podcasting is now. But at the time, it was sort of like, oh yeah, okay, we could do a podcast. And then so then the pandemic, we were going to launch that sp- spring twenty twenty, but then the, the pandemic happened. So finally, in August, we um, of twenty twenty, we we came out with the first episode. So. And tell the viewers or the, or the listeners, whichever they're doing, uh, what's the the format of of Ruined? So, and like we kind of discussed, sort of similar or seemingly similar, where Allison hates horror movies, and we'll sort of discuss. Uh, David, apparently, you no longer watch horror movies, and Allison, it really is. It's so viscerally upsetting to her. She has horrible nightmares, and because of the podcast, I've talked to a lot of people where, who had that experience, and I think that's what an interesting thing the human brain does, but also like. Yeah, your brain doesn't know it's not real. Like, you know it's not real, but, you know, the part of your brain that's like, yeah, I don't want to see someone disemboweled. It's like, yeah, I, as someone who loves that, I get it, you know. So, Allison, can I watch horror movies? So, I I love them, obviously, and then I sort of recap them, and 
at least in our format, I sort of ask her, you know, guess the twist. Who like what would you do at this point in the movie? Who do you think is going to survive? To sort of like just talk about if if you were an actual person, what would you do in these scenarios, and mm. then go from there. Yeah, um, but yeah, it's interesting because she really can't. Like even watching the trailers, it, it's really hard for her. I think the hereditary, hereditary trailer like gave her nightmares. I don't know. And then it also makes me feel like, I guess I really am on some level a pervert because I'm like, this does not affect me. I think it puts a smile on my face, <laughs> puts a spring in my step, and that's I just accept that about myself. So, And I'm assuming you gentlemen have also accepted that about yourselves, re- respectively. Yeah, I mean, I think the the visceral reaction and having, like, the the anxiety attacks from, like, subconsciously thinking, like, this is real and I don't want to see this um, – I don't know what that says about me, that my subconscious is like, no, I'm on board. Yeah, no, that seems about right. I, <laughs> yeah. I would love to see someone stabbed right in front of me. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I don't know. I guess my browsing history might betray that a little too, but. Uh, I'll betray a lot more than that. Um, well, I'm sure we'll get into that in the, in the segment, you know, where I called 911 at the end of this. Right, right, right. Um, no, we we had a segment where I would play internet clips uh, to David, and it was like, it was nothing to me seeing, you know, industrial accidents or something, and David just like... Some guy getting sucked into a lathe, and Bryce is like... <laughs> well, it's I'm like, oh my god! Um, yeah, because I feel like I can't watch, like, uh, like uh, I used to really like true crime, and I, got, I really got uh-huh. to the point, because, have you guys uh, ever listened to or are familiar with um, Last Podcast on the Left... Mm-hmm. So sure. I listened to that for years, and then there were a couple episodes where they played real audio of nine one one calls, and I was like, yeah. "Nope, I'm done. I yeah. can't. I like that shit because that is real, you know. Like horror. I'm like, sure, I, I can. I know they're cameramen just out of frame. The true crime of it all. But I was thinking, and I feel like I don't want to presume your ages, but I'm assuming you're millennials. Where like that era of the internet, where I remember going to Rod.com and just fucking mm-hmm. watching anything, yeah. and like our parents were not prepared for the internet and had no idea what right. was going on, but also our peers didn't know. So it's sort of like um, I just remember seeing horrible shit, and I do think there is something where that what it like that Wild West time of the internet, like you can mm-hmm. still right. sort of see the the fingerprints of that on a lot of on a lot of things. Yeah, yeah, well, you can still. True. You can still find those places. Oh sure. Um, uh, so I'm now I'm interested. Presume our ages. <laughs> Damn. Well, I, I was going to say like 35. Okay, good. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Well, how old are you guys actually? Uh, I'm I'm 41. He's so gross. So okay. I'm a. I don't count myself as a millennial. I'm too cool for that. Okay, good. Um, are you your Gen X? Born... Technically, he falls into he falls into the millennial category. He just he's a. I he, just refuse. He's a self hating. He's I'm an elder millennial one. or a exennial okay. or a whatever. He likes coining terms and being special. So. I'm uh, yeah, I'm 38. What about what can we ask? No, no, I'm 39. So that's why I'm like I I think we're all the same okay. age. Yeah. yeah, and I think I'm like the cutoff for the old or like or I think you or might be like whatever is like 84, 82 or is like the cutoff for millennial. But I do think the difference is when we got the internet because right. to me it's like Gen X. You were already kind of an adult. For me, it's like yeah, we didn't have iPhones, but I was on the internet in middle school. Like, it, it was that, like, early enough that I... It, it probably did some damage. I don't know, like... Yeah, but right. Bryce was 
filthy rich as a kid. So he had the internet years before <laughs> I'm you. I'm sorry. What, Bryce? The truth comes yeah. out of Nepo, baby? Filthy rich. They had a 14.4K uh, connection yeah, it's, it's back true. in 91. Living high on the hog, Bryce. No, I was uh, I was strong on AOL and in dangerous chat rooms when I was in, in middle school. Yeah. yeah, like the only um, reason I wasn't in it earlier is because I lived in a, a rural area. We literally didn't have the internet. So it was like, and then we got dial up. So you couldn't be on the internet, right? In the same way. But yeah, right. people I won't talk about being on the internet in the 90s. It is, again, that I think of, how, you know, when I was on the internet as the Wild West, like the 90s, it was just like mayhem, sort of. Right. Yeah. We didn't have the internet because we were in a rural area too, which yep. I'm now realizing is just code for we were poor. <laughs> well, I mean, there. I, I don't know. I mean, I guess that's that's a complicated. Well, because now I feel like if you live in a rural area, like I don't know. Yeah, now you're rich. It's switched. Yeah, yeah. it's interesting. Yeah. Um. Anyways, let's let's hop into the episode a little bit. Uh, we'll finish our intro for anyone that's new to the podcast. Uh, we start out by giving a brief review and a score for the movie. Uh, this movie, this episode, we're going to be reviewing the Blackening, uh, which is out in theaters now. Uh, we score us on a scale of one to 10 after we give our score, we'll get into spoilers and take a deeper dive into what we liked and hated about the film. So if you haven't seen it yet, you can bounce and come back, um, and listen to the spoiler section later if you don't want it spoiled. And then later on, we'll be playing a game or David and Hallie will be playing a game called I know black people quiz. Okay. This will go um, well. This is, I stole this is a good idea, Bryce. Uh huh. This is great. Uh, we'll I'll see. do my best. We'll We'll see who knows black people more. Okay. Um, I took it uh, yesterday, and I got fifty percent. So that's Oof. the okay. that's the number I, to beat. Yeah, I was to say probably won't, but go ahead. Okay. Um, so let's talk about this movie. The Blackening is in theaters right now. It's about seven black college friends who go away for the weekend to have a kind of reunion and celebrate Juneteenth together. Uh, they get trapped in a game room with a game in the center featuring a black-faced head that instructs them to answer black culture trivia questions or die. They soon find out that the entire cabin they're staying in is being controlled by a killer with a vendetta. Uh, will street smarts and knowledge of horror movies help them stay alive? Uh, probably not. Um, so with a tagline like, they can't all die first... <laughs> You kind of know what you're going into. Uh, it's going to be a tongue-in-cheek horror comedy. Uh, the meta humor and fourth wall breaks are frequent throughout the film. In terms of tone, it lands somewhere between Scream uh, and Tucker and Dale versus Evil with like a couple characters taken straight out of Scary Movie. Um, it follows the slasher trope of assembling a motley crew of characters that are possibly that are possible fodder for the killer. Um, in this movie, those characters include a gay black man, an African immigrant, a reformed gangster, a mixed-race woman, um, and the most broad character being the black nerd that, quote-unquote, acts white. Um, think Carlton Banks. Uh, mm -hmm. Most of the first act features utilitarian expositional dialogue set up uh, to set up all the characters and their relationships. And while the characters and plot are simple, they do go slightly beyond most Friday the 13th movies or most slashers in terms of depth. But that's a pretty low bar to set, to be honest. Uh, what's most important about uh, what's most important in the film is the humor. It does stand out. I laughed multiple times and had a good time overall. A lot of the jokes are around 
stereotypes and black culture but the best ones are grounded in uh, the specific situation and character and and uh are sprinkled throughout i didn't have any like real groaners or it didn't feel too um you know there was a danger to to delve into sitcom humor you know um and they they didn't indulge in that too much um what do you mean when you say that well, like a bad sitcom, which is like just very obvious jokes and very mm. like much like, hey, um, this character wouldn't do that, would he? Uh, I, don't, I don't know. Cue I mean, laugh track. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I feel like there's always an image I don't know if you guys seen online where it's like uh, from the workaholics writer's room where it's like, here are all the jokes you're not allowed to make. And it's like a really random like that kind of joke. Like. Or like, uh, that happened, and I feel like I agree. Like, there were jokes. He's standing behind me right now, isn't he? He's behind me, isn't he? <laughs> and I, I do agree. Like, they avoided that, and I don't mean to interrupt you, but um, no, that go yeah, ahead. I love this, and I think it. This speaks to it is a horror movie, but it is a horror movie in my mind of the scary movie. Um, like it is the lineage of a scary movie, and I think it really depends on your love of that. Because if you're like, I really want an actual horror movie, this movie's it for you. As someone who absolutely loves that shit, I love, like, a horror comedy that is a comedy. I thought this was a blast, and I also saw it in a crowded theater where people were, like, laughing the whole... And it just really did... Like, I la- would have laughed anyways, but, like, I do think it made it such a better experience. Go to the movies, everyone, if you can. Um, so I think it's, like, as someone who loves an actual horror comedy, and there just aren't that many of them... And I do want to ask you guys if you also write horror movies because I think I ha- I had an experience where I was trying to pitch a horror comedy and basically like the feedback I got was like we're just not doing horror comedies because they don't think the audience is big enough like we'd rather you just take this and make it an actual horror movie and I love that goofy like that's what I love so I really admired the fact that they even got this made. I was like, who is doing this kind of movie? So that's where I was coming from. Where like, I love this shit. And so I think I liked it more versus someone who was like, oh, I actually wanted this to be a really scary horror movie because this is not, then you're probably not going to like this. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's so weird that there'd be a, a hesitancy to do comedy horror because some of the biggest horror movies in the last decade are comedy horror movies i know i i think it speaks to like you see like what's happening in the industry right now where it's like i don't think that a lot of people who are making calls have good judgment about what audiences they actually see and then they make what they want to make Whoa. i know Could you, oh God, you don't want to hear the origin Cancel you don't want to hear the origin me. story of the flaming hot cheetos no, what is happening right now how could you say okay. something so brave and yet so, so brave. i am standing up <laughs> i am speaking my truth but i will say because did you I, i'm assuming you guys all saw it in theater right i did okay David i didn't did watch it because i'm too scared okay well we'll get to that i i uh but because I, I think that is interesting but no just me like in terms of like what moments were scary in in this movie but i think that there before bryce i don't know what the trailers you saw before watching the trailers before this movie i was like cinema is dead and specifically the movie i would call out is a movie called strays where it is all cgi dogs but they're like bad and literally they're like i'm gonna bite my owner's dick off and i'm like (laughs) i like it's like martin scorsese should just like give up like it was so all of it was so bleak it's all jokes like 
about like American Pie. Like it's just sort of like this was either written by ChatGPT or written by a fifty-five-year-old. Um, not that age matters. I think you could be an older person and have like relevant, interesting, funny things yeah, to Will say. Ferrell. Obviously, <laughs> but like it was. This was written by committee, a committee of people who are executives, not writers. It's and, okay to say Tyler Perry. You can say it. I mean, <laughs> Tyler Perry at least is like. Listen, I saw Medea, Medea's Halloween 1 and 2. Are they good? Yeah. No, but I've seen worse movies, okay? And so Fair. watching the trailers, I think, also set me up to like this movie more. Because I was watching this shit, I'm like, you got to be kidding me that this is what's coming out. And then at least to me, the black ending was like, it's funny. I think there was good acting. Like, the comedic, like the, the comedic acting was good. I don't know. I'm like, the straight, watch the straight trailer if you're listening to this. It's shocking how fucking horrible it looks, I thought. Yeah, I mean the Strays trailer. I mean it. It reminds it's this weird like genre of no. This is a straight ahead children's movie premise yes. and style, but it's for adults. So like, yes. What was the what was the movie about the food fucking a sausage like the, party? Uh, it was sausage it's, party. Oh my gosh, I hate that movie so much. Me too. I'm sorry. And maybe that, maybe there is, like, that's what he's like, you don't want to make a horror comedy, but you will make strays? I cannot <laughs> believe there's a bigger audience for strays than a horror comedy. I, I refuse to believe that. I imagine, like, going into a studio with a, a horror comedy script and then just going, like, we like it. We love everything about it. Could you make it a superhero movie? I'm sure well, that someone has been told that. I, well, I'm, everything insane you could be told, I'm sure someone has heard it. Yeah, the crazy thing about the shortage of horror comedies to me is that we live in an age of streaming. You know, like Netflix exists and does nothing but produce its own original move. Like that's its only move now. Like it's it just is the dog that flips. And so and so it's like, what, what, why aren't there more? And maybe there are. And it's just buried in my Netflix queue. Um, but I, I I, yeah, I think we're. We're ripe for another scary movie. I wish those, those I guys love... would just make another one because 100%. like no one's no one's gone after or done any meta you know movie about like the recent you know elevated horror genre. Right, a parody of Hereditary. I want to see it. I would yeah, love Hereditary, to see that. The Witch. You know, mm-hmm. like, like that'd be all so those, fun. Like, and scream like i thought they were gonna try the the scream six i thought they were gonna go after it a little bit and they just didn't i was so disappointed and you know i'll see every scream movie it is what it is like i even liked five after watching six i feel like i was like five i'm like okay because i really liked four and then watching six it's like well but i unfortunately think all this goes back to like the people who are making these decisions i think to your point it's like you you have why did you build a streaming service if you're gonna be like we will just use existing IP. We're going to we play um, it safe here, people. It's like, don't we understand that? Like, I don't know, especially in a very competitive, like there's so many places to watch things. You're going to make the least interesting thing like that makes no sense. But obviously we're on the other side of it where it's like, pay me to write it. You know, like I'll, right. I have some ideas. Listen to me, you know, Hallie, what do you give it out of 10? I'm going to give it I'm going to give it a seven. And because I'm using a horror comedy scale, and I'm sorry, scary movies at a 10 for me. So I would say 7, and, but I really enjoyed it. I'm glad I saw it in theaters. I think Dwayne Perkins hilarious, and I love Jermaine Fowler, and I actually worked on a show with him like 10 years ago, and I've always thought that he was like 
a very talented, weird character actor. So it was just nice to have someone be like, I'm going to make a weird swing and be this weird Dahmer type character. Mm-hmm. That was fun. I enjoy, or like, present, you know, like not, not that he ends up Dahmering, but like he is like, oh yeah, that's a weird swing of a character. And I thought it was fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm right in line with you. I gave it a seven out of 10. Um, like it's it's a it's a good movie. It like accomplishes what it sets out to do. It's not like it didn't like uh, overwhelm my expectations or anything. And it's not something that I'd say like necessarily rush out to see it in the theater. But I will say, if you're going to see it, you should see it in the theater with with other people. Like it definitely adds to the experience. Um, I saw it on Thursday night. Um, not a huge crowd, but enough to like you know, accentuate the laughs and stuff. So it was, it was fun time. Uh, um, okay. T- sp- speaking of fun times, um, if you're listening to commercials, you should know you don't have to, uh, you can go to our patreon.com slash horror movie talk and, uh, join us there. And there's a certain tier where you don't have to listen to commercials anymore and you get advanced access to the episodes as soon as they're edited. Um, you can also support the show by going to our shop at horrormovietalk.com slash shop. Uh, also check out our resident artist, Dustin Goebel, on Instagram at dgoebel00. That's at D-G-O-E-B-E-L-0-0. Um, and ask him for some commissions. He's a busy guy, but he'll probably do it for fans of Horror Movie Talk. Did you if see he started doing tattoos? Did he really? He's yeah. He's actually tattooing. The, no, so they have these. Tattoos? They have these sheets of like faux skin that you can start practicing on. Uh-huh. And um, of course, he did an amazing job. But guess what his first subject was? <laughs> Taz. Um, Taz. Oh, we got to bring those back. Whenever it's it had, be in the nineties, nineties, whenever it had a Looney Tunes tattoo, let's do it again. <laughs> that was fun. Like when you Taz know is you're like in- this. Yeah, we got to do You know that. you're in for a good time when you meet someone with a Taz tattoo. A Taz, a Taz <laughs> tramp stamp. We should bring Hell it back. yeah. Oh, the whirlwind. Oh, you got it. He's got to be in a whirlwind, man. Oh. <laughs> I've only got one tattoo, and it's Calvin Peen on my dick. Nice. <laughs> no. <laughs> I believed you. Oh. I still believe that you. would be that's that I I really want that tattoo. Now. <laughs> Calvin peeing on my. Uh, oh, sorry, midroll. Uh, also, if you want to call us, uh, leave us a message at six eight two two five three four four six eight. Let's get into spoilers, fam. I hope fart just cuts up your voice and has you saying that over and over again. That's that's my favorite thing you've ever said. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay, so let's get into spoilers, fam. You said Jermaine Fowler before the the guy that played Clifton. Yeah. I yeah. Wait a minute. Let's not sleep on all this. What's going on here? You're some sort of working with actors and stuff gentlemen i've had so many careers i have lived so many lives but yeah i worked on a show called friends of the people on true tv god this must have been 10 years ago back when like um like people were still trying to do original comedies like i i feel like you know like comedy central doesn't really do original live comedies anymore you know so i think true tv was trying to do it was like us and another 
original comedy they were trying to do. And again, it's weird how quickly TV changed. But yeah, I worked on this and it was like um, Jermaine Fowler, Rel Howery, the Lucas Brothers, a very funny uh, comedian, Kevin Barnett, who sadly passed away, um, and a couple other people. And so I do think maybe I, I will do a little bit better on the black quiz. But um, Jermaine Fowler is just like I have nothing but good things to say about him. And obviously, like, you know, he was acting on the show. But, um, yeah, he's incredibly talented. And it's like, I did comedy in New York, so it was like, there are just a bunch of, sh- like, different jobs and shows that I don't know really if they exist anymore, um, unfortunately. But, yeah, I-, I-, I know him from back of the day, and I was really nice to see him. I don't think I don't think I even realized he was in this movie. Yeah, I mean, in terms of, like, recognizable actors there's not i mean for me there's not a lot other than the the two that they wink at the camera and saying like these are the most famous which was jay farrow and yvonne orgy um and jay farrow of course from snl and yvonne is from i think she was in insecure is that right yeah um she's one of the main characters in insecure which is a great series uh by the way um, this one is, this movie is written by Tracy Oliver and Dwayne Perkins. Dwayne Perkins was the, uh, gay character in the movie, uh, the actor. Have you, have you worked with them before? Tracy Oliver or Dwayne Perkins? No, but I followed Dwayne Perkins for a long time on Twitter and I want to say maybe he did UCB or Second City or something like that. Like he had some comedy connection. So I knew about him for a long time, but I only know him like through the internet, but always thought he was super funny. And it was nice, like, you know, I'm like, to come up with an idea to be able to star in your own movie, like, as a gay black man, again, I'm like, that's amazing. I don't know how they got this. I I just feel like, it's so hard to make a movie that got made. It just makes me really happy that they were able to do it. I also thought he was hilarious. I thought, like, everyone everyone in it was really funny and, I don't know, nobody was sort of like, there was no weak link, I didn't feel like. Right, yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, as much as there's not, like, super recognizable actors, like, they all did really well. Um, you know, the it's a slasher, so it's not like they're going to win any Peabody Awards or anything with the, with the dialogue. But it's serviceable, and the characters are filled out enough to where it, it feels real and not, like, just uh, killer fodder. Um, so... It starts out <clears throat> with the the most famous actors again, um, Jay Farrow and Yvonne, and they arrive at this cabin and they find um, the blackening game, which is a uh, this board game with at the center is the the little blackface Sambo uh, character with a speaker in it, and so their reactions are, you know, what you would expect. Um, and it starts talking to them and, and then very quickly, like, um, they get murdered or, you know, sucked into the sunken place. Um, and that's the cold open. But my favorite part is, well, number one, like they, it opens with the, with the text of the following is based on true events, dot, 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 that never happened, which is probably one of the, the, uh, most mockable horror movie tropes which is like this is based on true events right like we had to film it and therefore it happened yeah but 
not in reality, but in reality. Like every Conjuring movie, I imagine like what the truth behind the story is, you know, which is just like a bunch of people sitting around at the table yelling at at ghosts that aren't there versus like, you know, actual. Right. Yeah. It's just like uh, someone grifting people who genuinely are in some sort of distress and telling them (laughs) it's ghosts. Like, it's like, let's be honest. I, I cannot stand the Conjuring movies, and that is part of it. Oh, oh, I'm sorry! We can't criticize the, one of those popular franchises, but you know what I mean. Like, it's I like, didn't say anything. You no, went like, off on me. I feel attacked. No, I'm sorry. And I, I know that you wrote and directed all the Conjuring movies, and I am sorry that I to come <laughs> at you like that. I um, am cut to my core. Cut I, to quick. Oh, man. So, so, it's ba- so what you're telling me is... The the blackening is based on Jumanji. Yes. Exactly. Huh. Which did happen. We all know the events of Jumanji did actually happen. So that's, yeah. yeah. But yeah, but it turned, you know, when you finish the game, it goes back to how it was before. So Exactly. Does it do that in this? Yeah. It, at the end of the movie, Robin Williams comes back to life. <laughs> <laughs> and it, you're like, I don't know if I get the connection, but I'm glad to see him again. Uh, it was a black robin williams and so just you know super basically just looked like a sheep at, <laughs> at a certain point <laughs> super just very very hairy guy um <laughs> and uh let's see and then the other the other thing that they um that they did that was great like the great joke that landed was they talked about scream was it scream 2 that had uh, what was it? Tay Diggs or yeah, and J- uh, Jada Pinkett Smith and yeah. um, Omar Epps. Omar Epps, that's right. And they like, and they said, "Oh no, but they were only in like the first scene of the movie. Like, I don't think they had budget for the most famous people for the whole movie." And then they're just like, "Pause for effect." <laughs> they immediately got murdered after that. Um, and it's interesting too. Yeah, again, maybe it constitutes a spoiler, but it's yeah. When you see like who are the most famous people who are on the cast. Than it is like like so many movies now where it's like if you get a more famous person, you know they're going to be important to the plot. You're not going to waste your money on someone who's not going to. You're going to get more out of them, you know. Quick uh, side question here: What is Will and Jada's now? Like, where are they relegated to something, or do things go back to normal? I I like how chaotic they're living as super famous people. I like remember when she came out and was like I'm having I had an affair with a much younger man and they yeah. sat down at the red table. I watched I didn't watch all red table talk, but boy, I watched a lot of them because I was, she like, was like this is mess that like most famous people do like do not want to put out. And how they she are doing it? How she sits down, looks her husband in the eye in public, in public. and goes, "How does it feel that I cheated on you?" And he's like. Like, but also like he is clearly that person too like he also wants to have that conversation and i don't know whether it's like that's just who they are naturally or they've been famous for so long they're like we might as well do this in public because it's already kind of out but it's very interesting to watch i I don't know but it's on like it's on like the worst platform it's on like yahoo's it was on facebook and i now i think facebook or something facebook was trying to do originals and and it just everywhere was trying to it, it's what a mess the last like five to eight years have been for like anyone trying to make anything it's like yeah maybe facebook's tv it's like okay i guess like what are we talking about so do they get to go on do, are they continue to be big they're together stars? oh like, 
No, what I mean, happens? I mean, I do, think so. I don't think. I don't think. I'm not. I'm watching a Will Smith movie. I don't get whatever they want to do. I don't care. He's a star. It's physical assault. Oh, well, just, we're already past it. We're past David okay. within Faith. within 13 minutes. He got an Academy Award, and everyone stood up and clapped. So that's I don't, true. I don't think he's got too much to worry about. I'm just curious how it plays out. I just want it. I just want you know bets. I mean, it's a good question. <laughs> I know. Um, so the movie um, pretty quickly just like gets set in the tracks of of like a Friday the 13th style slasher movie. Uh, it even has like the generic slasher gas station. It doesn't have the the um, what's it called? The guy that's a oh, bad omen, like the Oracle. Um, I love that shit. Yeah, I know they should the have soothsayer. one of the. They should have been one of the guys at the uh, yeah the gas station. I love yeah. that character. It is so good. <clears throat> yeah, would have been would have been uh, not out of place in here. Um, and also a way to get like it, I might mean, like an older black character actor. Get like Keith David in right. there for like fifteen minutes and have him be like, "Don't go on vacation, like don't go to the party or whatever." That would have been fun, right? Danny Glover just like I'm. He got invited, but he was too old for this shit. He's like, "Don't go down there. Don't go to where white people are. That's not good." Um, <laughs> so they they make their way, and we see a couple um, different groups of people as they arrive. Um, the kind of the main group, or the main uh, like four, no, main three or four. There's Lisa um, and was it Allison? Yeah, Lisa and Allison were two friends, and they're driving, and and Lisa's keeping a secret that uh, she's having a relationship with a ex boyfriend that um, Dwayne is not a big uh, fan of. Um, so, and, and they introduce like a a uh, what's it called? A, I'm trying to think of the word that I'm trying to think of a gimmick like i mean they introduce a gimmick where they are able to have full conversations just with oh, looking each other in the yeah, eye yeah you hear their um like their inner dialogue with each other like they glance at each other and you sort of hear like what they're trying to exchange that's a funny running right. bit in the movie yeah that's a pretty good running bit um they arrive at the cabin and they find that um uh, one of the characters king uh played by melvin Gregg is being accosted by a cop, which I don't understand why <laughs> the cop was at a cabin necessarily. Well, he did say he's woods. a park ranger. And I think he's like, this house is in, it was, is in a natural national forest. You have to get permission or something. And then that's why they are like, we have permission. Here's the email. Here's my license or whatever. Right. Yeah. And also nice to see Diedrich Bader. Like that's a fun cameo as that. Cause, right, you, they, cause yeah. then you see that you're like, well, we know that that guy's going to come back because you've hired a right. more famous actor. Yeah, and at this point, like, you know, at this point, it's like, okay, well, here's the obvious like uh, red herring for for the uh, for the killer is the is the cop, um, but it's they just have a moment where the cop or the park ranger is uh, suspicious, and then they show him that they have rented the property, and everyone there is is um, allowed to be there. Um, and then as everyone arrives, we've got, um, I think I mentioned most of the, the character types, but the, the one standout or the one like, um, kind of oddity is, uh, Clifton, 
Right. Obviously is, a nod to Carlton. Like as soon as you hear Clifton, it's like this is yeah. Carlton. I mean, they even <laughs> I think uh Shanika uh when she introduces herself is like, Oh, hi, you you're you're Carlton, right? And he's like, No, Clifton, because <laughs> she doesn't remember his name. Uh Clifton is kind of a mix of I mean, definitely Carlton. Um physically he's going after like a Sammy Davis Jr uh vibe um and then uh towards the end uh spoilers he kind of turns more into like a heath ledger joker see i was gonna say he's sammy davis jr if sammy davis jr was also jeffrey dahmer like because he has like the dahmer glasses on he's all in like beige like he's the nerd obviously like he's sort of this you know in a way that everyone else is he's as soon as you see him you kind of assume like well that guy is probably gonna be the killer just because it's such like a I, I don't know it's like these kind of horror comedies i think it's like it's more about the experience versus like an actual mystery because as soon as you came on screen I'm like well okay, okay we can kind of see where we're going with this right yeah i just thought of the the most inappropriate joke i could ever make so i have to preface it by saying that oh yes yes get ahead of it. it and say i can't say this joke but it is pride month so it's oh okay it's interesting that you mentioned jeffrey dahmer um <laughs> You know, we are trying to... Wait, was that the joke? That wasn't a joke? Why did you stretch the imagination? What? Fair. A reference? I mean, traditional icon of Gay Pride Month, yes. Jeffrey Dahmer. Gay I'm just icon saying. Jeffrey Dahmer. Go ahead and say it. Yes. Yes, I, Queen. I okay. Yeah, Listen. You. We want he, equal representation in our serial He's killers. in the history right. books, okay? Thank you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Pride. No, but it is, but I, and maybe you guys felt this too, but like, I don't, cause I'm, I, are you both you guys straight? I guess I don't, shouldn't assume. Uh, Tell yeah, me your yes, sexuality we just met. It's, um, it's, you know, who knows? It's a spectrum. Okay. Gay. Uh, mostly. I, I think what's interesting is like doing Pride Month horror movies. I definitely was like, oh, I do want to do these movies. These queer people sure get murdered a lot. So it's sort of like, I both want to do them and celebrate them. Also, like, sorry, everyone, if you weren't in the mood for hearing about gay people being stabbed to death. So it is both for Pride Month, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. It's a sore spot. Yeah. Um, like, uh, yeah, I don't know. The It's, yeah, we're, we're, both, we're both mostly straight. I don't right. think anyone's both. I, 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 it's all on a spectrum. So I, you know, I don't mean for you to have to label it. Look, I, drag, I just my wife just te- sent oh, me wow. like a sexual sexuality spectrum quiz and I got like way like almost the top right corner of of a uh, straight um you know are you, are heteros- you proud of that heterosexual and I was a little offended <laughs> I was like um it feels like a humble brag what you're doing right I now. mean feel like i uh, i feel like i'm a little more bisexual than that i could be convinced well, see, just but, take another you know, quiz you know what i mean I'm sure a there 10 are more question yeah. quiz is you know oh, no, you engineer can't, the quiz you can't now. question a 10 question internet quiz yeah what about you hallie um you know i always say that um i would say i'm a full lesbian but i was i literally uh please google comphet which is compulsory heterosexuality because like i've all i'd always dated men and I was actually engaged to a man, a, a wonderful queer black man. Uh, his name is uh, Dave Schilling. We're still good friends. He's a wonderful writer. Follow him on Twitter. And so it's been a really interesting um, experience coming out. Not I like because I'm not bi at all. And but I celebrate all bi people. And I would say in case you are um, a woman listening to this, go ahead and Google the "Am I a Lesbian?" Master Doc, 
which is a, a PDF you can read online. Gentlemen, you're welcome to read it as well because it will give you, because you think you might, you might think it's, it's obvious, but then you read it, you're like, oh no, it turns out I am a lesbian. So that's on me. And uh, in case you're not sure, that sort of was my version of taking the BuzzFeed quiz is reading a document and being like, oh, okay, that's, uh, that's my bad. I didn't get it. What was the question that like really sealed the deal? Um, I think for me, honestly, it was, it's sort of like all these anecdotal like things are like, oh, looking back, it was like my attraction to men. I could turn it on and off. Like I would sort of manually be like, oh, I like this guy. He seems like funny and a nice person. I choose to be attracted to him versus like, it's some organic part of me. Um, I also think like my relationships with men, like it kind of, it didn't feel different from friendships with men, but I just thought like, yeah, cause we're friends. So just stuff like that, like in retrospect where it's like, oh, I guess that wasn't how other people were doing it, but I wouldn't have, like, I wasn't, like, asking other women those kinds of questions, because I don't know. I don't, how do you know what questions to ask, I suppose? But uh, I think that one for me was like a, oh, yeah, I guess other people aren't doing that, huh? Well, good to know, so. Were you ever a Simpsons fan? I love, yes, absolutely. Okay, yeah, Neck up next, yeah, for me, that, this, this one, this, this little Simpsons clip, like, pretty much describes my Ooh, okay. uh, relationship with other men, which is up next on the Estrogen Network. Men. Boo! <laughs> yeah, so that's how I know I'm mostly straight. Because it just feels like a big boo refrain in my head. But I feel like you know? for me as a lesbian, I always feel I feel more solidarity with men now that I date women. Or not solidarity, but definitely like... I, you see how difficult they are, and the what? nag, and the <laughs> nag, and you're like, can you break, the game, bitch. you're yeah, like, can oh, you absolutely. fucking please break down one cardboard box, I want to go to one OG fucking home. cardboard box, I want, I want to that's all I'm mother. asking, um, like, oh, I have to break down the kitty litter box every time, it's your cat. Um, I mean, no, more like in a, oh no, we're all trapped into this system where we're supposed to think of ourselves in these very limited ways. And yeah. then dating women, it's like, oh, like, it's like it both changed my sexuality change, but also how I think about like, just like what we're all like, you know, they do like, oh, if you're a man, you're supposed to act like this. You're a woman, you're supposed to act like this. And then I came out so late that I was like, oh no, all that stuff I thought is made up and I didn't realize it. So I don't know. I just have a lot of sympathy for everybody I don't know. And not to be like men are all men are great. It's more that like, oh, we're all supposed like we're all driven insane by these expectations around like sexuality mm -hmm. and gender. And what yeah, we're all just people. We're all just people. Like, what can we do to just yeah. be like people? And I think that's that's the path forward, gentlemen. Anyways, back to the movie. Sorry, that's my Agreed. my queer agreement. But it isn't some like queerness. I'm like, hey, anything's possible. Don't that's exciting to know, you know, so that's my, no, my it's, diatribe, it's you know. Yeah, I mean, this is this is Pride Month. Like, it's a go, good conversation to have. I mean, um, yeah, I mean, it's crazy how much you can find out about your sexuality later in life. And you're just like, oh, that's that's why that doesn't work that way with me. It's like, I'm just not that way. Versus um, assuming, like, oh, there's something wrong with me or I'm just, like, straight but I'm, like, broken in some way. Which is what I always thought. I'm like, I guess I'm just, like, something's wrong with me and I, I just, like, have to accept that. Why not both? Yeah. Oh, well, oh there's I, – I literally – I was today – I was like, yeah. I want to make a T-shirt, which is, like I, – I was like, oh, I should put on my Tinder profile. But really, I should make a T-shirt that says, there's something wrong with me and I'm working on it. Because I want to be yeah. like, no, no, there's something wrong with me, but I am working on it. So I just want everyone to know yeah, that. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, like uh, – back to back to the movie with clifton like it it reminded me did you have you guys ever seen the um 
the Key and Peel sketch, the Black Republicans yep, meeting. Absolutely, yes, yeah. No, straight straight out of that sketch, which is like it's a <laughs> it's the Black Republicans meeting, and they all look exactly the same. They all have like the same glasses and have like the um, uh, what's that jacket called um, that was big in the the eighties? Like a bomber jacket. So they were st- they were stereotyping people. Oh uh, yeah, I guess it was a bomber jacket in that sketch. I was I was thinking of um, something else, but um, but yeah, they're all like, and then they would each take turns and get up and they're like, "I'm pissed, I'm royally pissed," and then you know, very very much like um, you know, the same type type of thing. And and this was we all know which presidential sketch. candidate you're thinking of, but can't right. remember. <laughs> and then. Um, uh, a couple other things like they they you know kind of introduce each character and kind of set up the the um the types you know they they have the um i think i went over them already but we can we can review some of these maybe you can help me hallie like which which ones aren't this which i can't label with a stereotype what what are we supposed to take away from them other than their just normal. Um, well, which ones do you which one are you think? Yeah, because so we got we got Dwayne, which is the black, uh, the gay black man, uh, uh, Nambi Nandi. Um, uh, Nam- which yeah, is... Namdi. He's yeah, he's from Africa, or his dad's African. So they sort of talk about him like he's the. Of course, the conversation of who is the blackest comes up, and sort of like uh-huh. you're literally African. You're from Africa. You have this right. connection to it. Um, and then Lisa is kind of just like, um, I thought she was kind of going to be the final girl because she is the most like just regular person of right. them. Not regular. Not that you can't like whatever regular. Whoa. I know you're like, how dare I, you? I did. I was like, why would you invite the whitest person to join you to talk about this movie? But black people probably already know about this movie. <laughs> so it's good for us to talk about it because I loved it. So it's like white people go see this movie. If it seems something like something you'd be interested in. Um, we live in Washington state. It's just. I- it's just I not... did uh, just for the record. I did try to invite my my token black friend Destiny um, that I've known since fourth grade, um, but he just did not want to see this movie at all. <laughs> and look, it's not for everybody, but it was for me. And then yeah, King, yeah, because they're like joking about him. Like he's a reformed gangster. He married a white woman. He's you know whether or not he has a gun on him. Um, and then uh. Allison was the the mixed race girl. Who's really defensive about her, you know, sort of like being jokes jokes about her being white and her being like I'm I'm as black as anyone here. And then Shanika to me was just like party girl. Like Shanika was just like I'm gonna come in and fucking rage, and that's sort of my one joke. Um, yeah, she kind of supplied the the whole cast with with drugs. Yes, yeah. Um. Uh, and then I also make a, make a point of King having an interracial. Uh, relationship which has another one of my favorite lines which is um uh namdi is like talking to him it's like man you you deep in the sunken place <laughs> and then king goes yeah balls deep <laughs> or no she got you deep in the sunken place i think was was the line yeah i really i thought that was super funny yeah it's like all the everyone has like a different and that's what, what comes up in the movie is like everyone has a different like pressure point of like how like having their blackness like questioned and a lot of them is like their proximity to whiteness 
you know, and so that's why Allison is so defensive. And, you know, King, it's like, oh, well, you married a white woman. He's like, I'm not that black. I married a white woman. They're like, you are not helping yourself. And I don't know. It's sort of like an interesting, like, conversation. That's obviously a conversation amongst black people that we are, like, witnessing. But it's sort of like, I don't know. It all made sense. Like, I didn't, I don't need to know the specifics to, like, get the jokes. Which kind of reminds me of The Simpsons because they talk a lot about the game Spades. And I don't know it and I don't know the rules. But you figure it out from context clues. Like, I don't need them to have to, like, you know what I mean? Explain every joke in order for me. Like, I get what we're talking about, if that makes sense. Oh, it would be super interesting to see the racial breakdown of those who bought tickets to see this. Is this a movie for for black people, enjoyed by black people? Or is this a movie about black people that is primarily enjoyed by a wide audience. Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, I don't know, again, it's like you're in Washington State. I saw it at the Grove, so I feel like most of the people there were white. But, like, that's, I don't know, it's like, depending on where you see it. And, yeah, I think that'd be really interesting. I don't know, I like, there was some, I don't know if he was, the actor was on Dear White People, but there was some, a black actor on a show, where I guess he had been on Netflix, I think, that was told, sort of like, don't ad-lib, because when you ad-lib, you're making jo- black jokes, and the white audience won't understand it. And I think, fundamentally, again, to cite The Simpsons, it's like, they'll get it. Like, the idea that, like, and again, like, we're gonna, don't, the idea that you should dumb down jokes so that other people won't get it, rather than, as a white person, I'll figure it out or I'll look it up or like, I'll get what we're saying and I'll enjoy it. That's, it's just like, we don't have to make everything dumb. You know, like we, you just make the joke and people will figure it out, you know? And that's, that's what I really appreciate about this movie. Cause it does that. It doesn't, it doesn't dumb it down. Like the, the significance of spades. Like I, I have no clue like what that is in, in black culture. <clears throat> and I will say like the, the movie, it is, like it does feel like a black movie because it's directed by uh and written by black people like it's that that was one thing that i was like am i gonna go to imdb and find out that it's a bunch of like old jewish guys that wrote this and and it wasn't and like if it had been it would have been much worse like it would have been very bad like i i gotta say like in terms of like the conversation around diversity in in hollywood and like um i mean i think the the focus on like having a you know rainbow coalition in the cast of actors is the less important conversation to have versus having the creators and producers and writers be um more diverse because i can look at like some just banger shows that like are my favorite shows yeah Dude, that are Atlanta. Written, yeah, Atlanta is like such a unique voice and it's not like pandering, it's not like dumbed down and it's it's a new perspective that I'm being exposed to, which is what you want. Exactly, it's like and that's yeah, it's like why are we doing this? Like it's like why make all this content where it strays versus like I it's like yeah, I'm not black, but I the idea that I wouldn't watch a black show it, it it then creates the black show that white executives thinks that are palatable to us, <laughs> right, which is right. a less good show which, that even we don't enjoy. 
which is one of the best episodes in Atlanta, is literally the thing that you're describing. I don't know if you've seen the show. Have you seen the show? No, Atlanta? I feel bad. Oh I'm my. sorry. I, sh- I know I should. Oh I only watch horror. I, honest to God, like only watch horror. So that's on well, me. There's some good episodes. It's in, got some in crazy Atlanta that are horror episodes. But actually. Bryce, do you remember that episode where they're basically parodying Tyler Perry? And it's that guy who's right. got that film studio and he's keeping all these people as like slaves and and like to produce like the most racially pandering uh, content you can possibly imagine. And it's all super just like what we're talking about, all super dishonest and like pandering and and it doesn't trust the audience at all. It's just like, no, people are stupid. Feed them the dumb thing that they want, you know, like. And I think for me, having come out, the thing that I could sort of like I understand or I feel like I understand elements of this from as a queer person now because as soon as they came out i'm like boy i'm gonna watch like every lesbian movie there is and i'm like wow there really aren't that many huh and a lot of not a lot of them but some of the more modern ones are clearly like how do we make lesbians palatable to straight people they're gonna be a very specific type of lesbian with a very like you're gonna get married at the end of the movie like it's gonna be this acceptable version that i think sort of you know it's true for black people, true of any minority, where it's like, okay, we have to make the movie that the executives who are all white and who have the power to greenlight this are going to let us make. And so uh, Tyler Perry, he got in trouble for non-union stuff. So that that I do think is like horrible. It's like, you you know what you're doing. But I don't know. There was also something like I've seen Tyler Perry movies and it's like, and it, it, I, if there were more variety, I think like it wouldn't be so every movie wouldn't feel so important. Right. And I like some of his movies like Diary of Mad Mad Black Woman. I enjoy that movie, but it's interesting who then gets to become a powerhouse and then what they do with that power. Because in my mind, if I had any sort of power whatsoever, if I became more successful, I would only be trying to get the most interesting and unique horror movies made. So it's like the idea that like, I would want to accrue wealth versus who is the next, who are the people under me that are making interesting, cool stuff. I how, let's help them, and that's not. It's true of Tyler Perry, but it's true of like so many people, white people in Hollywood, where it's like, what are you doing with all this wealth and fame? If not being like, I created an empire, I found the next genius or something. Like that's I don't know. Maybe I'm just too power hungry, but I'm like that's what I want, you know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, it's it's a weird. I mean, the power structures in Hollywood, just like it's a it's tough to affect change i think just because it's you know i think in like industries like in music there's a lot more stories of people being discovered and and being nurtured by like people in power or or bringing people up um versus hollywood because it's just like there's a lot less control um there's a lot more committees there's a lot more like executives that just have say of like no this is what works we're gonna do what works which is the same thing we've always been doing i feel like everybody willfully ignores the most important lesson about power which is you think you can handle it everybody thinks they can handle it no but i can handle it dave everybody's like oh yeah i'll do i'll do the right thing i'm a moral person and it's like clearly not exactly you don't have power yeah because you don't have power, dum dum. You know, it's like you, <laughs> you, David. You would, you would fall trap prey to all that stuff just like everybody else. Uh, yeah. Then, and like that's all the why decisions around power have very little to do with like 
personality or like uh, background it has much more to do with maintaining power. Yeah, it's, <laughs> and that's why the good content comes from incredibly creative people. Yes. Fucking you know, weirdos. Like, fucking weird people that this is their weird idea. And I don't mean like weird and cosmically. I just mean like someone who's like, I insist Kanye. on making. I mean, College Dropout is an untouchable album. Look, to this day. It, it just, it, no you know. one's going to argue with that statement that Kanye is incredibly talented. No one's going to argue with the yeah. statement that, you know, the people who are incredibly talented just are and they produce good shit. Yeah, they do. Absolutely. And, and also nepotism. You know what I mean? Like, it's like a lot of people oh, sure. where it's like, not Kanye, uh, but like, I think to your point, like, music is different because you can put go and perform at a lower cost to yourself. We can't, like, to go make an indie horror movie, it is still possible. And that's why horror is the best genre, is that you can have these low budget movies made by people who don't have these connections. But it's still a lot of money and a lot of connections and a lot of work. And then you consider, like, it's someone who, like, a weirdo who wants to make an action movie. It's like, yeah, you're going to have to, what that requires is different than what it means for two people in a slasher or in a, like, you know, a horror movie where it can be of a high quality, you know? I'm going to ask a question that's going to get us back on track and and ask, hey, what's what are the horror elements of this thing and how do they work? Yeah, so how how it they kind of get into it is they um are in the house like after the first act they they after all the introductions and stuff um the creepy house um stuff starts happening where they start seeing you know shapes move in the shadows outside and inside and doors close and open and um at a point the lights go out and so they're all you know fumbling around and they get to this room that was previously locked um, and now is unlocked and has a big sign on it that says game room, which is, you know, concerning. Like, no one asked the question, like, did anyone put this up? Um, they just accepted it. So the two characters we see at the beginning, um, I think they kind of assume, like, oh, they're playing a prank on us. Like, they set up. Because the idea is, like, uh, they're getting to, it's like ten, their 10-year anniversary from, like, this party they had when they were graduating college. And so, like, the, the, the couple that arrived there first kind of was, like, decorating. So when they arrived, it is all decorated. So I think when they see the game room, it's like, they're doing some weird, like, escape room thing. Or, like, oh, they set this up. So that sort of leads them to be willing to start engaging with the game, not understanding that those characters are have already been dispatched. Right. Because in the cold opening, Sean and Morgan are... Uh, well, Morgan is, is just kind of disappears out of frame, but Sean is definitely killed. And so they assume that Sean and Morgan are there or are going to come back from the store or whatever at any time. So the lights go out, they find the game room and they go in and um, there's just a lot of like unease and creepiness about it, especially with the, with the game, like that really creepy racist, you know, character in the center. Yeah. It's like a and Sambo type of like, caricature yeah um and and then it starts uh, like basically demanding that they play the game and then very quickly says like you got to answer these 10 questions right or else morgan will be killed and they see her on the tv and so they the the horror element is basically they've got to play this game or answer to this this you know disembodied voice or else one of them's going to get murdered or they're all going to get murdered. Um, 
and it goes between that device and just straight up like slasher like you know chase uh, killer with a knife chasing you down in this case it was killer with a crossbow um but though i love a crossbow too i thought that was a really fun pick for a weapon i i really i really enjoyed the crossbow yeah more crossbows Mm -hmm. in horror i think what happened to you what like why (laughs) gentlemen i'm sorry are you my therapist because you sure sound like her okay no i'm just asking it's just a question (laughs) i really honest to god sorry i'm like deep into psychotherapy so much of my damage is being raised catholic so much of this shit is like the say no more okay you know i'm talking about we're like okay i guess everything's bad oh you know so um oh oh you little five-year-old you're going to real hell. Hey, you know about hell? Guess what? You're going to go, bitch. And I'm like, well, okay. I guess that's, you know. And I also think for me. Why? Because you're bad. Well, and, and yeah. for me, you know what you, know, you should not be doing? The things that come most naturally to everyone that's ever lived. The most lived. natural things in the world. And I do think part of it for me, again, not to get into the psychotherapy at all, but like mm. coming out later, absolutely. Like at what a young age, like they teach you, like you should just be scanning for problems so you could tell them to a priest. And I think so young, I like knew I was queer in some way, and my brain was like, "Well, we're not dealing with that." And so that was kind of part of the compartmentalization. Is like, I'm not fucking telling a priest this, so I better not. I better stop thinking about it. You know, unfortunately, now the crossbow makes sense. Thank you. Yeah, so now I want to fucking shoot the pope with a crossbow. I'm kidding. Don't <laughs> tell the pope I said it. Actually, I think this pope is like a, one of the better ones, but. You know how I am with the Pope. We're like this. All right. Oh, good. So it'll be easier to hit both of you with the crossbow. Oh, what did I do? I just asked what was the matter. No, but I think that's a large, for me, a large part of it. Fair. That's, hey, that's as good a reason as any. Um, So, like, a couple times in the movie, it's, like, basically narrowed down in the game to prove who's the blackest. (laughs) Like Ooh. there's at least like two times where that's and and that's like kind of the most uh, amusing conversation that you can have in this in this cast of characters too, um, and they they basically all in the first one of these votes they basically all turn on Clifton. Yeah, yeah. Well, because <laughs> he had, well because he admits that he voted for Trump twice. And as yeah. soon as you said, they're like, okay, well, you got to get the hell out of here. None of the rest of us did that. Like you you've dropped so far out of blackness that we will sacrifice you. Right, so, th- so they uh, they sacrifice Clifton, and then the game, of course, does not accept that uh, sacrifice as acceptable, um, and then just starts killing them, um, and then at the end, where it's revealed what's happened, which we can just spoil right now, which is um, we find out that there's actually not one but two killers, which are like the two they're twins that they saw at the gas station or at least one of them they saw that didn't have an eye um and then they find out that those guys were just hired by someone and it's revealed that (gasps) shocker clifton uh is there to get revenge because 10 years ago uh he fucked up playing a game of spades and they officially said his black card was revoked and they sent him off and uh, and then so the end is is him basically doing that game again of like who's who's the blackest and like going to demand you know a sacrifice um and i can't remember if that's where the the line 
Oh no! The, back in the in the first time had had my other favorite line, which is, "Gayness is just whiteness wrapped in dicks for the, for the gay character." Um, I really, I, yeah, I, I really, I mean, you, you knew as soon as you saw. I think as soon as you see Jermaine Fowler, who is like a the slightly higher profile person, and then saw that his character is like a Ted Bundy, that you, you know, you know, he's probably going to be it, which is fine, and you accept that. And so, Grace, you then see, you think that you see him be murdered by the killer to sort of throw us off. Um, I, yeah, I really liked it. And that last um, sequence of their, their conversation was, I think super funny. And I, I just want to say also another element, David, that we haven't talked about is like the central argument that's essentially like a character conflict is that, um, Oh God, what is her name? Sorry. Um, Lisa has gotten back together with Namdi who they dated in college. He dogged her out. She didn't her a million times. And the friend she always went to was Dwayne. And I was like, this is really interesting and I thought refreshing. And maybe just as a queer person, but I think in general, like, it's not a love triangle. It is that, like, like it is between a gay man, a, a straight woman, and a straight guy. But it is, like, this the idea of, like, friendship and family and betrayal in a way that if it had been romantic, it would have been fine. But I thought that was interesting to be like, you're going to abandon us. And we're kind of, like, in, like I took it as, like, Dwayne and Lisa were sort of, like, our friendship is sort of so core to our lives that when this guy shows up, you're going to, you're going to dog me out. You're going to abandon me because now you have a man. Now you, now you're in a romantic relationship and our relationship isn't as important to you. And I was like, even that, I was like, that's kind of refreshing because you know, I was straight for a long time. So I have very close gay male friends. And that is part of the dynamic of like, I don't know, not like platonic life partners, but like they did like having really close friendships. And then when someone starts dating, it's like, okay, great. So fuck you. I don't need this anymore. I I thought that was refreshing too. And then like to have it come together at the end and have them like come to sort of resolution while the same time, time, like Lisa beating to get to death. One of the, um, uh, one of the hired killers was real. Like, I love that. I thought that was super interesting. Um, and then in the end, Clifton gets uh, thrown down a well. Yeah. You have a lot of well-wishers here tonight, and a lot of them would like to throw you down one. A well. A well. They want to murder you in a well. <laughs> Seems a little harsh, but apparently they want to murder you in a well. <laughs> Wonderful. The explanation. And there is a joke um, that Dwayne makes where he's like, well, that didn't end well. And then he like looks at everybody. And that was great. Yeah. I have a, I have a question. Would you guys recommend this movie? Sounds like you kind of would. I would. The more we talk about it, I mean, like, it's like a watch it with your friends stoned type mm -hmm. of, like, hangout movie. So I think for that, again, it's not scary, but it's a fun to watch with friends movie. So, yeah, I would recommend it. Yeah, I recommend it. I, I think it's definitely, you know, passes the test of, like... You know, if you're if you want to go out to theaters and and see a horror movie, I would definitely see this before the Boogeyman. Good lord, which I have not seen, but I I, I am excited to. Is it was it a thumbs down from you, Bryce? It's it wasn't a thumbs down exactly. It was just it was just whatever. Completely average. Yeah, that's too it's bad. It's not something that I would r rush to the yeah. theater for. But which is almost but this one. Worse. The experience of seeing it with people is definitely definitely worth it. Yeah. Um, I have a, another oh. question. I'm sorry to, but. Which is the wider move um, to vote for Trump or to vote for Biden? 
I, it seems I think like a valid question. It's Trump, baby. I, like I, you think so? Oh yeah. At this stage of the game, a hundred percent. Yeah, maybe maybe not for the. And I think that's the joke. He's like, I voted for Trump, and they all look at him. He goes twice, and I think that twice is the joke. It's like mm, even after gotcha. those four years, baby, I still went back in. It's like you you are not paying attention. Mm-hmm. Fair. Um, okay, well, let's move on to our quiz and. Uh, round off the show um i just straight up stole this okay from a website that's our um, move so i'm not i'm not gonna take credit for creating this but i thought this would be a fun activity okay so this um, is okay so this is um what did i call it i know black people. i know black people trivia okay. and um we've got how many questions 10 no we've got a lot of questions. 21 questions. So we got to go through this quick. Um, multiple choice. And uh, we'll see how we'll, we'll pair. We'll, uh, we'll put David against Hallie and uh, see who comes out. on. And I'm just going to say okay, this. Are you? Because I know I'm going to be terrible. I'm horrible at quizzes. And also I'm currently switching my ADHD medication. So my recall is terrible. So I'm just let you know, I'm going to eat shit on this quiz. Shout out to black people. I apologize for how bad this is going to go. Bryce, are you keeping score? I'm keeping score. Copy that. Okay, so question one. What is the name of the radio station Martin Payne worked on in the TV show Martin? Oh, fuck. No. Was it WZUP, WNWA, HOOD, GSUP, or WNBC? I don't know. WNBC. I'm going to say the same as David. You are both wrong. Yeah. It's WZUP. What's up? Oh, that's cute. <sighs> I mean, some of okay. those were dangerous to answer. Also, like number yeah, two, I was like, also, I watched Martin, but I, I, I was a child. I, I, I don't, I have ever changed anything. Um, number two, a small carton of juice valued at twenty-five cents is referred to as what? Uh, Kool-Aid, quarter water. 25 cent juice or sundew you go first this time i'm gonna say quarter water yeah quarter water sounds, sounds good. i love that you're both correct it is quarter water i put down 25 cent juice yeah that was a feels like yeah. somebody cool came up with hell it. yeah yeah okay number four what is the last name of the starring family from the tv show good times Johnson, Jones, Smith, Evans, or Samson? I'm going to say Jones. I'm going to say Samson. You're both wrong. It's Evans. Damn. Um, There's no way to... The movie Friday, what is Ezel's... Ezel's addiction... One of the jokes about Clifton is that he never saw Friday, and much like him, I have never seen Friday. Have you seen Friday, David? I have. Um, okay, so the choices are uh, he smokes weed, he drinks liquor, he snorts cocaine, he smokes crack, or he smokes cigarettes. Who's going first this time? David, it's gonna, I, think I'm gonna, I think you're going to have to go first, because I've, I've never you're seen it. You're going first. We're taking turns. I'm going to say go crack. I'm going to say crack. Whoa, that is so... That's not okay. <laughs> Um, I'm going to say cigarettes. Hallie is right. It's, he yeah, smokes I mean, crack. 
a movie where someone's addicted to cigarettes. Yeah, I mean, come, come on. Yeah, that's so absurd. Who Who's addicted to cigarettes these days? Who does that? Okay, next one. Uh, what is Fred Sanford's son's name on the TV show Sanford and Son? Is it Jamal, Rommel, uh, Jermaine, Lamont, or Desmond? I think it's Desmond. I'm going to say Jermaine because I don't know. I don't know either. You're both wrong. Yeah. It's Lamont. Okay. All right. Okay, we get in here. I some, think we could have known how this was going to go, right? I think we probably could have presumed this. Here's so a softball. Uh, what is a shorty? <laughs> a pretty girl, a small cigarette, a midget, a short movie, or a short distance from one place to another? Um, I don't think you're allowed to say midget anymore, and it is a pretty girl. Oh, it's definitely a short distance from one place <laughs> to another. David is wrong, and Hallie is right. It's actually a pretty girl. I just um, need to, now. I need to go for a shorty. Hallie, you got any shorties? I'm working on it. I'm yeah, working shorty. on it. We're sitting here saying shorty. I like it. I like. It. I feel like shorty is not how it's. It's not how it's pronounced. Please don't. I don't think. Please, I beg. I did, David. I beg of you. I don't. I do. Thank um, you. Okay. Addicted to cigarettes. Who was? <laughs> who was the original host of the TV show Soul Train? Clyde Cameroon, Don Cornelius, Action Jackson, Sam Soulman Spade, or Kyle Barker? Sam Soulman Spade. I'm going to say Don Cornelius because I like that name a lot. Uh, it was Don Cornelius. If that was actually like a, a, a guess, that's a pretty, it, I, yeah, pretty good guess. I, I, again, you could not have picked a whiter person, and I apologize <laughs> to every black person listening to this. Okay, the next two are based on song lyrics, and I don't know these songs, so I don't know how convincing <laughs> I'll be able to say them. But the, the first like, one, like a bird, complete this song lyric: "Diamond in the diamond in the back, chrome drop top, digging the scene with a blank." Is it a Maybach Benz, uh, whip that's clean, gangster gangster lean? Pimped out beam or a stack of green? It's you. It's me again. Um, can you repeat? Goes back can you repeat the lyrics, Bryce? I'm sorry. Yeah, diamond in the back, chrome drop top, digging the scene with a. And then can you can you list all of the options again? Yeah, Maybach Benz whip that's clean, gangster lean, pimped out beam, stack of green. I'm gonna say gangster lean. I'm gonna say stack of green. Allie is at it again. Gangster Lean. Oh, man. Great. This one, I'm just going to copy-paste it into the chat. Oh, Oh, wow. Okay, Bryce, though. Great, great. So we're off to a great start. Like, you can't skim here. Just, no. No, it's not what you think. Okay. Um, the, The song lyric starts out, Ayo blank i'm not i'm not sure what the inflection on that or how long each one of those letters is held out but lots of a's lots of y's and lots of o's this is like and a the, psychological uh, experiment or something like right try to... i hate this test um and uh the answers to pick from are i what yo <laughs> yeah or boy i'm gonna say yeah i'm gonna say what <laughs> you're both wrong it's i Ayo, I... Fair enough. Okay. What song Tupac is that? Chic- Do we even have the what? title of the song? I have no idea. <laughs> okay. I have no idea. All right. Fair enough. 
It doesn't say. Like the other the other one, it says it's by Gangster Lean by Curtis Mayfield, but I'm not sure what the. And we'll never know. We're too white. We're too white to know. That one just might be made it's up. A, this is a train wreck of a test. I'm going to say this. This is not conclusive. Also, I don't any... think anyone would have seen the three of us and think maybe we they might do well. Well, that's the joke. Well, ah, the joke. Okay, number 11. Tupac Shakur played the role of what troubled teenager in the movie Juice? Was it Q, Bishop, King, himself, James Brown, or Steels? I think it's Steels. I'm going to say King. I don't know. You're both wrong. It's Bishop. What? Oh, wow. I really thought it was... Juice. Okay, there's there's some softballs left. Don't worry, guys. You, you you still got this. Can it be done? Bobby Brown was originally a part of what teenage boy band? Belle Biv DeBoe, Soul for Real, Another Bad Creation, Immature, or New Edition? Wait, and who was saying about Bobby Brown? Bobby Brown. Could you read Bobby Brown? Could you um list them all again? Uh, Belle Biv DeBoe, Soul for Real. Another bad creation, immature or new edition? New edition. Belle Biv DeVoe. Hallie is correct. It's Damn. new edition. Uh, number 13. It ain't no fun if what occurs. <laughs> it, I already know the answer to this. What I is believe it? it's when the homies ain't got none or don't got none. If the homies can't have none. It's okay. I, I was going to say... It's if the homies can't have none, and it was my turn to answer. I'm first, sorry, so David. I'm, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, David. No, it's okay. It's I'm okay. gonna give. I'm gonna give Hallie two points for that, and David one point because that is the correct answer. I, w- it she, ain't no fun if the she homies stepped can't out of line. None. Sorry, and that is the whitest thing is to we have to be. It's about the rules. More importantly, that's the most important thing. Thank right. you. Uh, Maxine Shaw, attorney at law, is a character on what '90s sitcom? BoJack Horseman. Fresh- <laughs> The Fresh Prince of Bel Air, Living Single, Martin, Moesha, or In the House. Oh, it's your turn, so I'm going to respect that. I'm going to say Living Single. David, it's Moesha. It is Living Single. But I appreciate your confidence, David. I for a second, I'm like, ah, he must have really known this one. No. For the record, I did also say Moesha because I was like, I've never seen that before, so it's got. Now I have seen Moesha, but I haven't seen Living Single, so I, I was pretty sure it wasn't Moesha. I think Living Single was oh I think Living Single was the one that was ripped off by Friends. Yes, and they joked about that in the movie where they're like everyone knows that Friends is just a rip off of Living Single. Right. Hell yeah. Going, going speaking of being white, been going back through Friends every single night. It's great. Well, there's also a sequence where they there's one of the questions is name the five black people who appeared on the ten seasons of Friends. And it's all I wanna say oh yeah, it's like people's bosses and then like love interests for uh Ross. Yeah, it's like David Allen Greer <laughs> once. Um, okay, number fifteen. Black people love Al Sharpton because <laughs> this is a subjective. <laughs> I don't even think this. You can say I. You I mean, know, it's a real answer. Answer the question. There's a. It's a real answer. So black people love Al Sharpton because mm. he speaks the truth. Mm-hmm. He is a religious man. Mm-hmm. He has good hair. He is a great speaker. He speaks up for the African American African American community, or black people don't like Al Sharpton, man. It's hard because the black people I know are such specific black people. 
Um, they tend to be. <laughs> well, I just feel like who would hang out with me? You know what I mean? Um, oh, yeah, oh yeah. Now I get it. Right, right, right. Um, yes. No. Every black person is a specific person. I, I I know how reality works. There's no gotchas here. It's 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 it's, I, it's a shit. Being show. a white is its own gotcha. Is what I'm learning from this quiz. Uh, I'm gonna say black people don't like Al, Sharp- Al Sharpton. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna say that. You're both correct. Yeah. <laughs> Black people don't like L. Sharpton. At least we're that in touch. I'm that in touch. Um, okay. The purpose of a do-rag is to do what? Uh, fashion, keep your head warm, match your baseball cap and outfit, protect your, protect you from dandruff, lay down your hair, or I don't know. Um, it is to lay, da- I don't know. It is to lay down your hair, know. but I think it also is now fashion. But to lay down your hair. I'm going to say I don't know. It is to lay down your hair. Why would they give the I don't know if it wasn't that? Huh? I don't know, David. All the, yeah, all, yeah, all, all of these, because the, the answer to all of these could be I don't know if a white person is saying Well, yeah, it. it's a trap for white people, David, and you fell right wow. into it. But I don't know. Okay. Uh, hootie who <laughs> is a phrase made popular by what rapper? Damn. Hootie 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 I can hear a hootie who. It's, uh, is it Snoop Dogg, Ludacris, Master P, Tupac Shakur or P. Diddy? There's a Missy Elliott song where there's a hootie who, but I'm assuming that's a reference, and I don't know who. Could you could you re- list the options again, please? Snoop Dogg, Ludacris, Master P, Tupac Shakur, or P. Diddy? Is it Snoop Dogg? I'm going to say it's Master P. David is correct. It's Master P. What is a nickel bag? Is it a coin purse, chump change, an ugly old woman, a $5 bag of marijuana, or five points? This is a $5 bag of marijuana. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you both are correct. But why wouldn't they call it a $5 bag? <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? We mm. don't. Not us. Mm. No. Um, okay. Who is not... One of the original kings of comedy. Cedric the Entertainer, Richard Pryor, Bernie Mac, Stephen Har- Steve Harvey, or D.L. Hughley? Hughley. I think it's Richard Pryor, because I think he would have been before the kings of comedy. Yeah, it's Richard Pryor. You are both correct. That is the not an original king of comedy. Uh, what is a skelly? Is it uh, the equivalent of cooties, a children's game incorporating bottle caps, skeletons, an adjective for rotten food, uh, or your head or skull? Skelly. I'm going to say skull. Yeah, I'm going to say skull, too. Wrong. It is a children's game incorporating bottle caps. How Bryce, many questions are... Done? My God, Last Bryce, how question. long is this? Last God. question. Jiminy. Jesus. Direct from Chappelle Show, what is a Lucy? Is it a pipe, a promiscuous person, a loose end, a small person, a psychedelic drug, or a single cigarette? It is a single uh, cigarette. It, I purchased them from myself from a bodega in New York. Sorry, David. Well, I'm sorry. That sounds really that sounds really definitive and stuff, but it's a psychedelic drug given by uh, D- David. Uh, what's his name? From whose line is it anyway? Okay. Um, 
Okay, so that's the last question. Which was it? It was, it was a single cigarette. Damn it. Hallie won. Hallie beat David soundly with uh, 14 points, which I think is better than mine. I got 50% uh, out of 21. So, Hallie, uh, out of all the horror movie talk hosts, um, you are the most in tune with black well i will say i was in a relationship with a black man for three years so if i had done worse than that i would have been truly embarrassed and i still <laughs> ate shit so um I, i'm glad i did as well as i did i have to go on a shorty after this so no well, is that is that you just furiously walking on the sidewalk i imagine yeah well a short walk yeah sorry okay well thank you again for coming hallie um thank you for having me blackening in theaters um this episode is produced by Fart Simpson. Um, uh, thanks to him and for all of our patrons. I guess I should pull Wait, up. Wait, where patron. can people find you, Hallie? Oh, well, so you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Hallie Kiefer. And, or you can follow the podcast at Ruined Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. And, of course, you can listen to Ruin anywhere. Uh, places are... Wherever podcasts are sold, uh, you can check us out. And, yeah, thank you so much for having me, guys. This was fun. Thank you for coming on. Is it, you, were, you were a great guest. We, we, we'd love to have you back sometime, sometime. Thank you. It was a treat having, like, because I do feel like I watched the movie. I'm like, this could be horrible than what the conversation. But I, what a treat to be like, I had a good time, and now we get to talk about it. Go see. Yeah, that's always nice. And they also, they, like, people were, like, clapping at the uh, Nicole Kidman AMC video because we live in L.A., so it's just, like, uh -huh. I don't know. People are going nuts. Right. And even that, I'm like, go see. If you can, go to the cinema. Go back to the movies. It's just more fun mm -hmm. to see it with people. Yeah, definitely. Although right, this everyone. is available on Vudu, so for $25. Oh, perfect. So. Oh, is it, too? Okay. So if you're the biggest fool in the world, go ahead and spend your money that way. <laughs> she said it. <laughs> Um, so, uh, again, just final plugs, share the podcast with a friend, um, help us out, go to horrormovietalk.com. Um, and if you want to call us, call 682-253-4468. We'll see you next time. Love you. Good day, sir. Good day, sir. You lose. Wow, that didn't sound good. Um...